Hi, my name is Miley Yang, and I'm the host of Get Ugly With Me. This podcast is where we can get really ugly with each other and provide a space where we feel heard and validated, all while we emotionally dump. On this podcast, we're going to get really ugly with boundaries, self-love, and daddy issues. On today's podcast, I have a special guest, Tina Tran. Hello, uh, my name is Tina Tran. I am a healthcare policy lead and I work for the state of Minnesota. My background is mainly just in healthcare. I've done that for like the last like 16 years of my life and I love it for my side stuff. I'm like super into fitness and so I train people on the side and that's always been like a huge passion of mine just to um, just to be more healthy. Um, so yeah. And then where I'm from, I was born in Wisconsin, but I have literally have no memory of it. So, uh, but I pretty much grew up in North Minneapolis. Now I am from New Brighton and I just moved there a year ago. Thank you for that great intro, Tina. And thanks for joining me today. Let's dive head on into boundaries because I believe it's difficult for everyone to set and lines often get crossed. I have so much to talk about like yeah. boundaries. I think that's super important. And I think a lot of people struggle with boundaries. And I know for me, growing up in Asian culture, you know how you're supposed to um, be obligated to your family. And it's like, no matter what, even if you have your own thing going on, you're supposed to like just drop everything mm-hmm. and then just, you know, do everything, break your back for your family. And it's like, doesn't matter if they're toxic, doesn't matter if they're whatever, you're supposed to just be there and that's it. You know, you grow up learning to not have boundaries. <laughs> so that's hard. And I feel like sometimes, like, I, I don't know about your family, but you know how like girls and guys, like they're treated differently. Um, like with women, like just submit, be submissive, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. And it's like, that's not healthy. It's not good to be taught that. So for me, I, I remember writing this in my journal when I was really little and I'm just like, this is not fair. Like what, you know, my brother, he's a boy, he can get away with everything. And I like, you know how you're taught not to talk back, you know, and yes. not to like, um, like whatever your parents say, that's, that's what it is. And that's it. And like, you're not supposed to just, you're not supposed to question them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But every time, like my mom, I don't know why, I don't even know where I got this from, but I was like. I talked back like I was you know my mom was like oh yeah you're a girl so you have to do this and he's a boy so he can do whatever he wants and I was like excuse me I'm like why do you like why is that like that's not okay like that's not fair you know and I would I would address it and I I would obviously like get my ass whooped Mm -hmm. but (laughs) was that the first time you spoke up though I always spoke up. I don't even remember how old I was when I first noticed it. But yeah, it was just like, I was like, what the heck? Like, this is not fair. And yeah, and I I would always speak up. Like my younger sisters and stuff, they they didn't have the courage to. So I was Mm. like the voice for them. I would always like try and protect them and stuff. You grow up learning not to have boundaries. Damn. I can say this rings true for me because I don't recall a time Where anyone taught me boundaries until just recently. Boundaries are healthy and not everyone will like them, but I promise you it gets easier. The next topic we get into is self-love and how we define our own unique definitions of self-love. What does self-love look like to you? Self-love, so my interpretation of self-love is very different from when I was younger. When I was younger, I used to 
really talk about, oh, you have to love yourself. And But I didn't truly understand or know what that meant until I actually went to therapy. And then I realized what self-love actually meant. Because I think before I was more, you know, self-love was like just kind of taking time for yourself and like um, mental health days and stuff like that. And But it wasn't like really digging deep into trying to heal a lot of times like people go through um, like experiences and then you don't realize like you have trauma and then you're projecting and then like all this stuff. Self-love is like compassionate towards yourself and like really doing the deep work and like healing yourself and learning about your behaviors and what behaviors are toxic and like being honest with yourself and mm-hmm. like has nothing to do with you know oh I need to go get a massage or something yeah. like that. You know, I mean even though obviously that's important too but that's to me that's not true self-love. Mm-hmm. It's like true self-love is respecting yourself exerting like good behavior yes and how do you think boundaries ties into self-love my thing is like saying no you Mm -hmm. know like I know we had talked about this before too is how hard it is to say no and especially like with my family I have a really hard time saying no if I don't want to do something if you practice self-love you practice having those boundaries and not feel bad about it Mm -hmm. because I mean you're human you're taking care of yourself and and yeah it's also also teaching other people to respect you and respect your space you know do you feel do you feel like you are just is it harder for you to to have boundaries with your family or is it like your friends or with like Len? It's everyone. Okay. I was conditioned to be a good girl. There's that people pleasing trait that I have instilled in me. That is really, really hard. I I feel like um, the people pleasing trait has to do with um, part of that is like the seeking external validation Mm -hmm. and like you're seeking that worth and like somebody else and I feel that's another thing with like boundaries and self-love is like when you learn that then it's easier to say no seeking external validation is real and it's something I am continuing to work on let's move on to love languages do you know your love language or languages have you discussed this with your friends family or partner I believe if we know these things about our friends and families, we can build stronger and healthier connections. What's your love language? Ooh, my love language is the quality time for sure is one of mine. And I forget, let me look up. I forgot what all the love languages are. What's yours? Mine is affirmation, mm-hmm. quality time, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. I don't care so much about like gifts. Yeah, I'm that like, way too. Like that's not even on the list mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, no, same for me as well. Um, I, yeah, so quality time would be number one for me. Words of affirmation probably two. Um, yeah, physical touch because I love hugs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And I like acts of service too. That's like me. So like I like yes. yeah, how you like like me like, too. Mm-hmm. Like doing stuff for somebody else, like to make the, their day better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be like my number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you um your love language or like your love tank is met daily? Um, I would say so, yeah. Now, not when I was younger. But now I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you fill up your own tank or do I does, do? 
yeah yeah I've learned that now because you know like when I was younger I I I was seeking so much like external validation Mm -hmm. and I'm working on that now to not do that and so it's it's just it's now it's like me filling my own cup up it feels um fulfilling you know so I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything I don't feel like I don't know what's the word um yeah, I just don't feel like I'm missing anything. Yeah. You know, before, like, I always felt like there's, like, hole, a hole in me somewhere where it's, like, I just felt very unhappy and unfulfilled. I feel like lately I don't feel like my love tank has been full. Mm-hmm. And where's that coming from? Um, It's coming from, I think it's more so of me getting in my own way and expecting Lenny to fill up my tank. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's wrong of me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's good to recognize that, yes. though, you know what I mean? Because I, I felt like I did that with Hung, like, especially in the beginning, you know? Like, I feel like sometimes we have these expectations on people, like, unrealistic expectations on people, and it's like, it's not it's not their job necessarily. Like, they're supposed to be your partner, but it's not their job to, like, do that for you. Yeah, make you, know? you happy. Yeah, exactly. And that's where everyone gets it wrong, is they your par- your partner your life partner isn't spo- isn't there to make you happy mm-hmm. yeah. they're not supposed to make you right, happy right there's just a bonus to enjoy exactly. your life mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. and that's something that i used to do all the time is pi- like pin that on like my partners it's mm-hmm. like nope you're supposed to make me happy i'm sad that. do something right now yes. i'm yeah. mad yeah make me happy yeah. Yeah. and i'm like that is so, <laughs> yeah it's so fucked up mm-hmm and like now I'm glad that I'm in a relationship that I am now with with Len because we both respect each other and we mm-hmm. both understand that we can't make each other happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we have that like mutual respect for each other yeah. and understanding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is definitely really super important. Let's take a water break, move around and let all this ugly settle in. Welcome back. I hope we are nice and hydrated and ready for more ugliness. Um, Thanks for joining us. Growing up in a semi-strict Asian household, it was very taboo to talk about what goes on inside family dynamics. Tina and I chat about how we grew up, how we still have daddy issues, and share how this has affected our relationships and how it's transferred into our adulthood. It's just not normal for Asians to talk about our feelings and get emotional, yet here I am creating a space that is desperately needed for us. Let's get fucking ugly with family. Where do you fall in your in the siblings? Like, um, I'm the third youngest, third youngest out of okay. seven. Oh, seven. Years. Five brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, do you feel like your your needs weren't met when you were younger? Then, to think about it now, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that my mom didn't do her best because she did. Mm-hmm. She did her best raising all of us. Right. Uh, my dad was there, but he wasn't present. So it was more so of my siblings and I taking care of each other mm-hmm. um, and just having a good time I feel like it's normal too and back then like it was easier to have like a bunch of siblings too Mm -hmm. kind of just took care of each other yeah like we were each other's friend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then for your relationship with your dad did it ever like was it ever good or how is it now I don't think I have a relationship with my dad 
Gotcha. And that's fine. I don't, I don't really want a relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. I like how it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he has a lot of mental issues that he has to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not prepared to do that and take that on. It's a lot. It's a full-time job. Yeah. And I don't want to stress myself out. Like, just, I'm already stressed with him already. So, <laughs> yeah. Imagine me being involved in his life. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I want that for it's myself. It's good. Boundaries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as tough as my exterior may seem, I don't think my in- internal, it w- I don't, not, I'm not ready. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just not ready. <laughs> and I think okay. it's because I don't want this to become a downward spiral for me mm-hmm. or I don't want this to become a strain on my relationship with my dad and you know I'm not ready for that mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately it, I think it's good to know that because then you don't put yourself in that situation you know where it can spiral or it can like get real ugly I had daddy issues yeah and yeah. I and, and all those people that I dated I seeked um like that validation that he yep. needed mm-hmm. like here be my be my oh, it sounds weird but like know, be, be my daddy be my, da- <laughs> be my, be my daddy, daddy. <laughs> i know it sounds really gross but it's what it is because i didn't have that <laughs> like i had my brothers but they were my brothers yeah. you know it's different it's a different yes relationship. it's, it's that, that love that i needed that i still need from my dad yeah. that i will never i probably will never get uh-huh. mm-hmm. and i'm glad that i don't need that with Lenny. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I recognize that now. And I think I'm, I've come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a movie where there's like, like a really great dad, I'm always like, dang, what's that like? <laughs> you know? Seriously, like you have a dad, but it's like, it's not the same. Yeah. It's really not the same. Yeah. But it, you know, like, obviously, like I know my dad, he's, he's trying his best and he's trying to be loving and like a good dad. Like he's trying his best, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not... It's not the relationship that I would like to have with you him. or you envision. Yeah. Where do you fall in your siblings? I am the second oldest. So, okay. And then you have a brother that's older than you. I right? do. Okay. Yep. But he like, he tries to be like the, I don't know. He tries to be like the older brother, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I always took it upon myself to feel like I had to take care of the family and like take care of the younger siblings. My older brother is funny. Like when we were young, well, not funny, but when he was younger, he was like a bully to them, you know? So I was, was like the protector do you think like your maternal side came from your mom um or do you think that you I would say had that in you yeah no I I do think that that came from my mom because my mom was always like the caregiver and like the person that would always like do everything you know and Mm -hmm. so I think I did take that from my mom I feel like it's it's a good thing, but also a bad thing because then it's like you need to you need to have boundaries mm-hmm. and know when to stop and when to not do too much, and also like do it from a place of um, of love and not do it from a place of resentment. Because mm. I like I know like I don't know for you too like. Um, you know, like when you, when you're a person that like is a people pleaser or something, you know, sometimes you do stuff for other people and not realizing that it's not coming from a genuine place. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the time. Mm-hmm. And I, it took me a really long time to recognize that because it, it was my ego saying like, you know, like I'm not that kind of person. Like I'm just a nice and giving person. But mm-hmm. then it's like, no, you're not. Like if you're, you know <laughs> what I mean though? It's like, it actually took a lot for me to, to realize that and recognize that like, yeah, I am a giving person, but 
there's certain people that I can only give to. Like if I'm, if I'm giving to, to my family, for example, I always feel resentment. And so I had to check myself and like mm. tell myself like, okay, I, I do not need to do that. You know? So do you think that you had to um, put a lot of boundaries down for your family so oh that God, we yes. stop that resentment? Yes. So f- with my family, especially, I had to physically like remove myself mm, from them. Okay. And then there was a time, there was a period where I removed myself from the, the family group chat too, because I just, it was just too much for me and I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Like I couldn't process it. And I, I just, it was just too, for me, it was toxic, like for them to like, like make fun of me and like, just, you know, even though they're not, they're not doing it like out of being malicious, like they're, they're not being mean, but it's like, I just couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, just taking that time away and like really working on myself and like not getting triggered by them and like, you know, learning to say no and stuff like that. So like now it's a lot better. Now I don't feel like I have to do everything or I have to provide like all the food for like all the events and stuff. Like before it was like every time I'm like, okay, let's get together and do this. And then I would always be the one to like provide all the food and you know, food's expensive. It is expensive. (laughs) And it's like a lot of planning. Yes. and the prepping like Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of work and like it's it's I don't know I just got to the point where I just got sick of it you know and it wasn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's like nowadays like since I removed myself my siblings are now they're planning stuff now they're providing now they're and so this is actually a good thing and now I don't feel resentment towards them anymore and it's just like now we can get together and actually have fun family time and not not like I have to do everything and like I hate you guys like yeah the weight has been lifted yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) do you feel like with you removing yourself from like texts and gatherings and all do you feel like you have like FOMO sometimes like if you're missing out I did at first but then I I got over that pretty quickly I guess like I don't know what it was it was just like it was like a sense of peace for me, I think. And I felt like at the time I was just doing so much that removing myself, just like, I just felt good. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So I didn't feel, I didn't really feel FOMO too much. Cause it was just like, I, I like to have this time apart. Cause like, I didn't feel like, I don't know. I guess I didn't feel like I was really missing out too much. I have, I have FOMO with my siblings. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause growing up we were so close yeah and we've always known like what's going on in each other's life yeah yeah and like with me putting boundaries up now and removing myself in situations that I don't want to be in or I feel like it's really causing an issue with my mental health like I just feel like I think more so is my niece and nephews like I have FOMO with them because I I want to be there I want to see them grow but it's just not a safe environment for me right now Mm -hmm. I think it's different for you because you have like the nieces and nephews so they're like Mm -hmm. the innocent ones that you want to be in their lives and like be a part of so in that aspect I understand like the FOMO piece but I think like for me with my siblings I don't have like nieces or nephews or anything and so like me removing myself from like that environment I didn't feel like I was missing out just thinking about that like I just had like a sense of guilt just now yeah no I felt guilt too when I left like I felt guilty and then I also knew that my family was just like what the hell's with her yeah like like she's the problem yeah they viewed me as such like I was better than them Mm. and it's like it's not like that you know what I mean like I would never I don't ever view myself as above anyone yeah like I don't care what your status is like it doesn't matter you know yeah when you start working on yourself and respecting yourself and putting boundaries up 
everyone thinks that you're the bad person because you're saying no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, in reality, you're just working on yourself. Like, why can't they understand that? But it's it's their own projections. You know what I mean? Like their own insecurities. They don't have the balls to like to work on themselves. So it's like they look at you and they're like, oh, well, she thinks she's better. But it's like, no. It's not like you can do the same, you know, or they're not familiar with this side of you. Yeah, that's true. Yep. It's the issue with me and my siblings right now is because I am bringing up uncomfortable conversations that they're not ready to have. Yep. Yep. But also I need to tread slowly and carefully because they're not ready to have those conversations and it's not my job to force them to. Mm -hmm. It's just my job to be educated and informed and understand that they're not in a place to want to grow or maybe that's not my version of growth Mm -hmm. and their version may look different. Mm -hmm. Let's take another break because talking about family can be super overwhelming and I just need some time to reflect. So let's take a moment and reflect in this. Welcome back and thanks for coming back. Growing up, I thought all dads were mean and grouchy. But when my cousins would talk about their fathers, they seemed kind, silly, and gentle. My dad is none of those things. Maybe once upon a time, but that was definitely before my time. Let's get ugly with our daddy issues. (laughs) do you have a good relationship with your dad so my my relationship with my dad has been like I just I like hated him like since I was little Mm -hmm. he was never present and then like when he was around he would just like beat my ass like Mm -hmm. I just have like terrible memories of him yeah same you know Mm -hmm. yeah so I just never had a good relationship with him and then as I got older too like he was very he was like the traditional guy he's like you have to do this this and this like for him like I had to after I graduated high school I have to go to the U of M because the U of M is like the best school Mm. in Minnesota you know so um he because I I I tried I did actually go to the U of M for one semester um when I was a senior in high school I tried it out but I didn't like it, you know? And then after I graduated high school, I went to, I ended up going to St. Kate's and I was like, I love this school. It's an all girls school. And like when you're, for me, like education, I want to be focused. Like I'm not into partying. Like I never went to a college party or like any of that. I never, yeah. I, um, after high school, I literally worked full time and then I went to college full time. And, but my dad, like, um, he, he wasn't proud of me. He said, I was like, on the wrong path I didn't go to the U of M so I'm not smart and like I always like I always had this in me where I have to be independent I don't like to depend on anybody and my dad is the type of person he wants me to be dependent on a man and then like um I knew that to oh, backtrack a little bit. Like I, I got my first job when I was like 15. He thought like, oh my God, he, he flipped out. He was just like, you're a girl. You can't be working and blah, blah, blah. You're going to be bad. You're going to get pregnant and all this and that. You know what I mean? Like it just so negative. Mm-hmm. And then I got my license when I was 16 and he, oh my God, he freaking flipped out about that too. Like it was just literally the end of the world and he was just never happy for me. He's like, oh, she's going to drive. She's going to go get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. So, um, 
so yeah I just I was just like dad like why can't you just like be happy for me and just know like I I I was in like honors classes I you know what I mean like I did the freaking best like um in school but it was just it just wasn't good enough for him and I I've I never felt like I was good enough for him and that that um relationship that I had with my dad it it obviously like it transpired into my adult relationship you know in my Mm -hmm. in my adulthood and my relationships with like um other people like it really showed like (laughs) how bad it was um I forgot what that quote was um that you had sent me recently if you do not address your childhood traumas your romantic relationships will yes Neil Strauss yes 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 yeah, so that, um, yeah, so that just because, like, I mean, not that I have trauma. Well, I guess I do have trauma with my dad because he beat my ass. But, yeah. like, you know, I, he wasn't there for me emotionally. Well, he wasn't there for me at all. And so that, like, him being absent from my life, it, it transpired into my adulthood because I was always attracting men who weren't, like, good for me. It's like, it was really bad. <laughs> Did you go to school to va- to get validation from your dad? Oh my God. Yes, actually. So I, I literally, I didn't really like, I, I mean, I loved school. I love learning. I love college and everything, but I didn't care to get a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, like I was just like, I only went to school to show my dad that I'm good enough. I can get a stupid degree. I'm like, I don't need a degree to like, to work where I'm working. Cause I, I had a really good job at the time I was working at Hennepin County. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to work here. I'm going to retire here. So I don't need a degree. You know what I mean? My dad was like, oh, you're stupid, blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you're so dumb. You can't get a degree. You know what I mean? Like he was just talking down at me. And then my younger sister, she, she went to the U of M and she graduated from the U of M and my dad would always compare me to her. He would always compare me to her. And she was always like the perfect child. And like, she, um, you know, she did everything like perfectly how my dad wanted her life to be like went to the U of M graduated found her soulmate and then like she's been with him ever since you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like she literally if you look at her life she literally has the perfect life and so um I was really jealous like that she had I don't know what I'm tearing up (laughs) girl it's all good Um, I was always jealous of my younger sister because she had this perfect life and my dad was, all, he was very proud of her, you know? And even after I graduated from college, my dad said he was proud of me, but um, he, like, after I graduated, I tried to, I tried to be, like, a good daughter and build a relationship with my dad. So one day I was at his house I was like, oh, dad, like my dad, he, he, um, he's into fixing cars and stuff. Like that's what he's, he, uh, he's an engineer Mm -hmm. and he owned like a couple body shops or whatever. So I'm like, oh, this would be fun. Maybe like my dad and I, we can bond and like do a car project or something, you know? And then, um, I was like, oh dad, we should do this together. We should like, you know, hang out or whatever, have like a daughter, um, dad moment. And then he, for some reason, he decided to tell me how much of a disappointment I was and told me that, um, he said, the only reason I finished college was because I was trying to be like Trixie. And it's like, no, it was was literally because I wanted him to be proud of me. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh, I don't even know why. Like, I thought it was over. Yeah, no. I thought it was over it, you know? Yeah. Like, just seeking for my dad's, like, 
approval. But, um, yeah, ever since he kind of came at my life that day, I was just like, dang, this, like, this is sad. Because I, I was an adult at the time. I forgot how old I was. I think I was like, I don't know, maybe I was 30 or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I was like, okay, Dad, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, you know, I finished college. I have a good job. Like, I have a house. Like, I don't know what else, like, you want me to do, you know? And, um, yeah, I just, I literally left that day. I, I went home crying to my mom. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much love we receive from everyone else, there will always be that continual yearning for a parent who makes us feel like we're not enough. But in reality, we are enough. With all the the stuff that you've gone through, you know, specifically with your dad, do you feel like you know how to show yourself the love that you were missing? Yes, I do. Um, so there's there you know holistic psychologist right mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so I've been following her forever and she's super super amazing and she's I, I watched th- like her stuff and she's taught me to teach myself how to reparent myself mm-hmm. and like to to give yourself that love that you you never you never got you know yeah and so now um I know how to do that yeah, I, I I wanted to come at his life, but it was just no point because, like, he he has his perspective on things, and that's fine, you know. And I realized, like, like after, like, years later, like, I realized that, like, I know, I know he means well, and I know that he wants the best for me, and I know that he, I don't know, for whatever reason in his mind, he just thinks I'm incapable of taking care of myself. And that's why I need to be dependent on a man. And obviously that's, that has to come from his childhood or something, you know. Um, But to this day, like I've shown him, I can be independent, like, um, and I don't don't need a man to take care of me. Yes, you don't. He he tried to, um, he tried to do an arranged marriage. (laughs) Don't they all? (laughs) Yeah, because I... You know, like he just thought I was a screw up. So he tried to do an arranged marriage and he's like, oh, I have these five guys for you to pick from. And they're like doctors and lawyers or whatever, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, he tr- he literally tried to trick me to um, go to Vietnam and like <laughs> marry me off. Just like, yeah, oh my like, God. hell no. I forgot how old I was at that time, but like, uh, no. Oh, my God. I love it when parents do that. Yeah, Ugh. it's ridiculous. It's, it's like so stupid. It is. Did your parents try to do that to you too? Um, my mom, more so my mom. She would she would have like her her friends from work. Um, she would she would have like my school picture or a picture of me, and she'd be, like, oh yeah, give this to your son. This is what my daughter looks like. It's because I was dating screw ups too, and so she wanted like a a good kid, a, mm-hmm. you know, from a family that she knows and she's familiar with. Yeah, so. I think it's funny too that they like if we're if your kids are dating a bunch of screw ups and stuff like I feel like the parent needs to sit down and reflect Mm -hmm. and be like what's going on what what happened what like they have to understand like their parenting has something to do with it. What are some things that you're doing today that is helping you heal? I reflect a lot so I know like you know when you go through life or you you like you're in certain situations and you you notice like triggers within yourself Mm -hmm. um so I I'm more aware of the triggers and where it's coming from 
and working through that and allowing yourself the space to feel and heal and like you know because I know we, we had you I remember like you had talked about that too with like allowing yourself that space to feel uncomfortable and I think that is really important to just kind of sit with it because I I used to always run away from it you know it's like when you feel like you just run away from it and it's like it's really important that you actually like sit through and process that and allow yourself that to feel and you know, and then you get yeah. through it. <laughs> I agree. And it's so hard to sit in that. It right? is. It's so it's so awkward. It is. And it's just like, it makes you feel so icky. And you're just like, ugh. Uh, let's find something that will make me feel better. Yes. Let's right do away. something that will, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. do something that will make me happy. Mm-hmm. It's like toxic positivity where, it is. It is. Um, oh, cheer up. Yeah. Like, just let me be sad about the situation. Mm-hmm. Give me time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... That's that's why most people project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't realize like you're human and you're allowed to feel those emotions and mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you think that you had the support you needed when you were going through that tough time with your dad? Or do you think you self-internalized everything and you were supporting yourself? So when I was going through it, I, I, I just, I felt very alone, but I self-internalized a lot and I just kind of went through it just by myself. Like even though I had a lot of siblings, um... I, we just never talked about our feelings like that. And it wasn't until I was older and like going through therapy and everything. Um, and then I had like, I had hung to help me through, like get through all that. Cause I went through my whole life, like thinking like, you're good. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought I was fine. Like I didn't realize how, how much like internal issues I had, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I, I get that from my mom too, where like, cause my mom's very much like, she's okay. She's like, I'm strong. I'm okay. I'm independent. But she's like, none of those things, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's, yeah. And then I think I, I internalized that from my mom and thinking that I'm okay. And like, there's nothing wrong with me. But yeah. You realize like you do, you have all these toxic traits that you need to work through. You know what I mean? And that, and it wasn't until like I met Hung too, where he helped like, he helped listen to me and then he helped like kind of put me in my place, you know, like kind of like you know, check you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Um, even though it's like, you don't want to hear it because I know there's been a lot of times like he'll check me and then I'll be like, no, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong, blah, blah. But it's an, then later on you realize like, no, it's, you know what I mean? Like you're fucked up. I feel like putting putting yourself in a position where you can own your yes. crap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like taking accountability for your for your shit. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that that makes you a strong person. I mean, like we're all human. Like nobody's nobody's perfect. Like you can't sit here and say, "Oh, like I don't need any work." Like you know what I mean? <laughs> we're not saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. Like no one is perfect, and that's okay. Like it's just it's realizing it, owning up to it, and and making changes to mm-hmm. your behavior, and that's what growth looks like. You know? Yes, yes, I yeah. totally agree with that everyone's on their own timeline and if they're not ready they're not ready exactly know? yeah but and I used to push people me too <laughs> me too I do it with my family because it, it's like you see you see the pain and you you like I I empathize like with my sister for example my younger sister not Trixie Trini um I empathize with her a lot and I do see like a lot of her toxic traits like in me too which is really bad but then I'm like I'm like when I started going through like therapy and stuff I'm like no you need to do this you need to heal and like not realizing like she's obviously her own person and whenever she's ready she's ready and she's just not ready and that's okay you know and I, I just have to be okay with that they work differently Mm -hmm. they're built differently Mm -hmm. they all grew up in different stages and different times in life because what if they think that 
they don't need help. Exactly. What if they think that they're okay already? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I think everyone needs to work on themselves. Everyone does, and it, that also falls back with like the whole self love thing. Mm-hmm. You have to be open to wanting that for yourself mm-hmm. and to be able to like actually grow from it. Because I I mean, there's people that like aren't open to it, and then they go to therapy for like years and years, and then you know, they're not honest with themselves and then there's no growth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Still continuing the same cycle over and over over again. And that's just what they're used to. And they're just stuck and it sucks. But that actually reminds me, not that this is anything like therapy at all, but that reminds me with like fitness stuff. So um, I I think I was telling you about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, we had this conversation. So so it's like you, you want the best for people, right? (laughs) Like you always have good intentions, want the best for people, but if they don't want it for themselves, you can't force them. Mm -hmm. So it's like with fitness too. It's like, I I know you have the the capacity to do this and you know, like you can do it, whatever you can grow, but then some people, they just don't want to do it and that's fine. But it's just like, for me, it was really frustrating and I, I would like feel very disappointed and I would feel like I'm a failure or like that I didn't do something right or whatever and then I had to realize like everyone is different and mm. that's okay yeah. yeah and you just have to be okay with that <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the thing with working out is for me is it wasn't the workouts it was the dieting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that portion really fucked me up that's the hardest honestly like the working out part is like 10 percent of it the the dieting is like a hundred well not a hundred yes 90 percent like, so of it it is really really hard especially when you grow up like i grew up eating freaking tv dinners and like you mm-hmm. know stuff like that and so it wasn't until i actually moved out where i actually was able to be more in control of like what i ate and mm-hmm. stuff and it's really hard but trying to build that habit it's it's really really hard <laughs> whoever's doing it out there like I give you guys props because that's a lot of work it is it definitely is but it's one of those things where it's like I I know I keep work like working on my recipes and stuff I'm like <laughs> I try to do like super quick easy super easy meals because I'm I don't want to be in the kitchen for like hours and hours and hours you know so yeah it's yeah it's challenging and by the way you are the best cook <laughs> I have ever known like I love anything you make I'll eat it <laughs> Like you make dirt and grass and you just put, I will eat it. Like it's so oh good. That's so funny. Like I feel, I seriously feel like my meals are super, super basic, honestly. <laughs> and so when you say that, I'm just like, man, like, wow, does she really think that? I don't know. I just think, I don't know. My food's just like, just, yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, even though it may be like your term basic, it's just, it's the thought of um, a home cooked meal. Yeah. Yeah. And that just reminded me of my mom. Like, <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so who is Tina today? Tina is a hardworking um, person. Badass I- bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I consider myself that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, I, you know, honestly, um, the Tina today, like, I... I really always want to like spread positivity, spread like a safe space for people to learn and to grow and to really like hold accountability for themselves and not feel shame about it. Like it's okay to be human. Like sometimes we screw up and that's okay. But like just, um, yeah, just I'm the kind of person I just want everyone to live a good and happy, healthy life. Like that's kind of my model. Like growing up is just like, be happy and healthy (laughs) you know you're just like a ball of positivity were you always like this as a child too yeah I was I I I don't know like I honestly don't even know where it came from or what like drove me to that but I've always tried to um 
just look at the the cup half full kind of person mm. you know I don't know why I, I think that just helps me like to get through life you know like to to have something to I don't know so know? that <laughs> that half cup full mentality like really pulled you through like all these dark I think so yeah, yeah. I think it's helped me pull like pull myself through um yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah, because I was like, is she like faking a front? Is she always this positive? I'm like, I, you are. <laughs> no, I definitely try to be. I mean, obviously I'm human. I have my moments. Yeah. Now, but I think part of it too is being like, being the the oldest sister and being in that role of like, like having to be strong and like to show like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so part of that is from that. But then I have to also realize it's okay to show my, my sad side and show like the moments that I'm not like feeling the best or like not motivated or like, like there's days, like, even though I love working out, there's days I don't want to work out. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even though like, I want to see that, that <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lazy. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, Oh my God, I don't feel like doing this. And then, you know what I mean? I just don't. And it's like, yeah, it makes you feel good after like every obviously every time you work out it it always feels good after you know and it's just like putting in that focus but some days I just don't and like and I I don't always eat healthy like you know like I like like yesterday I bought Oreos like (laughs) you know I need a proof of you I need a video of you eating I do like um I my favorite food like I love pizza and so I will order pizza you know what I mean like um, so, I mean, I, I have those days. I just keep it in moderation and like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but I'm human. What are your uglies that you find beautiful now? Um, hmm. Oof, let's see. My uglies that I find beautiful now, I would say is to not feel shame for having for being human um and just like being able to admit like when I'm wrong I guess like those uglies is like the the parts of me that I thought were were so bad and negative and shameful and that I would feel guilty about um so I I would say that those I would find beautiful now because it allows me to be human it was a pleasure sitting down here and talking with you finally outside of like working out, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting to know each other on a more personal level. And I am mm-hmm. so appreciative of you. I love you. You're an awesome person. You're just a ball of positivity. And I, and I love that about you. I just feel like you are a badass in everything that you do. And I will be here to continue to support you. Thank you for showing me love. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's an honor. Seriously, I was so excited to be on your podcast.